Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wiseone. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person. And that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Let it all fall away, 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 let it all fall away. Let it all, let it all fall away. What a time of... We are in spring energy here in the Northern Hemisphere. We are in like full blown. I work on a season of light basis as opposed to necessarily temperature. So winter solstice is the midpoint of winter, not the beginning. And that uh, beginning of February time is the beginning of spring. Equinox, March 21st area, is a time of midpoint in spring, not the beginning, just to put you a little bit in context. Now, 
if we think about it as being a midpoint or a peak in a season, and the part that we're in right now is the growing, it's the like, the growing energy of spring. And we're also in the shedding energy of winter. So the winter energy is already shedded, bare, dropping, like bone truth, simplicity. Blah, this is how I feel about it. Blah right? It's also this deep peace, deep quiet, deep stillness if we let it. Now, if we have resistance to letting it, if we have resistance to the quiet or the bone truth of ourself, winter can be incredibly painful because it's we're in resistance to the, the, the invitation that we're being given constantly by the like, you know, season of long nights. Well, we're really shifting now. We've shifted out where the, the days and the light is, it's growing. It's growing in both directions. The days are getting longer. And in that way, the seeds inside us, the, the, the buds inside us are beginning to really form. They're really forming. And this time is such a time of rising, rising energy, and yet it's under the surface. And so it's the, we're about to see, we're about to step into to this march. It's like the march of March, right? We're about to march into that. And when we do, that's this like, boosh, boosh, boosh. Like we have to, we really start breaking the surface. We're, we're in right now. And what we've been in just this past like week or two is the, is the building of the internal energy to do that. I think about the seed sprouting. It's the energy inside the seed that, begins to shoot out of sprouting through the seed. And one of the things that happens with growth is two things. One is it pushes out. Like it 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 pushes out that which is not it. It makes its own way. So if we've been, you know, if you did a, you know, a New Year's uh, resolution or you've been kind of looking and internally saying, what do I want to do with my year? What do I want to do with my spring season? What do I want to plant? What do I want to bring into the world? What do I, if you're in a practice of contemplation or praying or, or asking yourself what you're manifesting or bringing in, then you have been planting these seeds and watering these seeds. And when they start to sprout and grow into the garden of your life, they're going to take up space. And so it's, it's, I think about it in this place of just like, okay, so it's obvious, right? So if it's a clear garden bed, right, then they come up and they're in this solo place and they have all this space, which parts of me, I can say for my own self is true, that like nothing else was there. So they're coming in and that's, that's what's happening. They're like, okay, this is what it is, you know, um, that's what's happening. And there are other parts of my life that are really full. And there's these new energies that are coming in. And they're going, it's like a very full part of the garden that hasn't been weeded. And so it's like, there's this energy, this kind of push and pull of like, who's going to get the land here? Who's going to get the territory? And I, and I don't want to, I don't want that to come across as anything other than what do I want it to? I, I want to share with you this sensation of power, responsibility, opportunity, uh, consciousness, awareness of what is happening. That like you are a territory. I am a landscape. And so that which grows in my landscape and that which expands on my landscape and that which like, comes through, 
that's what it does. Like it grows and expands and it comes through. And I, I fill that space in me. And, and when I call in and I ask for one of my kind of everything that I do, right, this soul unification piece of like this process of becoming a sanctuary for myself, becoming a place where my soul song can sing unabashedly, fully expressed, fully embodied, right? So I'm asking myself to come forward, to expand, to, to be, to expose, to remember, to come back together and then to be shared in that way. And so all of the other ways of being that may be in discordance or just no longer really work or just be a thing, like they got to go. They just got to go. And there's this thing that happens when um, – when we just give ourselves permission to change, like when we just give ourselves permission to grow and heal and and come home to ourselves, we give permission to let what was happening and what we did want before and what was working to no longer be what we want or no longer work or no longer be the thing. Like what is it to step out of that judgment of like I made the right choice or made the wrong choice? So, you know, those of you who are like have been with me on a journey know that like I have been talking about the training ground has been my like my like heart. The training ground has been my heart. I love it. I love the work. I love my students. We're like deep in the medicine calling. We're deep in ceremony. We're deep in learning. I'm deep in teaching. I'm deep in translating all of this work. And as I sat with myself this month and really got you know, more and more brave, more and more courageous, more and more willing to say, what do you really want, Sophia? Like, what are you, what is your soul asking you to create and be and express and fill your life and time with? Like, what do you want? And I started to see more and more of, you know, and I don't know if this is true for you, but for me, it's like not usually a surprise. It's not like, what? I want to be singing more. It's like, yeah, my whole entire life, I want to be singing. What? I want to be talking more. It's like, yeah, I love to talk. I'm a talker. I love to talk. I love to listen to people talk. I love to talk. I love to have people listen to me talk. It's a thing. So when I like come in and I'm like, what do I want to do? The answer is like, what I love to do. That's what I want to do. I want to do what I love to do. And so to like see those things and have them not be a surprise. Even if, hmm, it's not that it's a surprise or it's not that it's, um, I mean, it could be all of those things. But for me, the turning point this recently was, let me listen. Let me listen for a second. It was about not only knowing what I want, but having permission to have it. That's the realness. That's the realness. And I feel like that's so much of what our creative selves, you know, as we're in this like recovery of these trauma mindsets of like, what can I get away with? What am I allowed to have? What am I allowed to give? What's going to be okay? I mean, it's just so reasonable why we would have these notions of like, what can I do? What can't I do? Which is such a different framework than just listening and going, okay, is that what I want? That's where I want to be creatively expressing. Okay, so then I show up to that. I show up to that. I make space for that. I show up to that. It's a totally different mindset. And it's, it's, it's just a different mindset. And it's for me, the part that's been, it's familiar. It's not 
all these things like evolution. I feel like that's for it's like for you too. Like I know I know it's like these the conversations that we have are so often it's like I've said this before, I've heard it before, I've said it, I've heard it, we're saying it, we just keep saying it, we just keep saying it because it's true. Because it's true. Because it's true. Wisdom is wisdom is wisdom is wisdom and it's nourishing to us. It's truing to us. Like with bicycle wheels or like truing a wheel is like so that you take the wobble out of the wheel. So the truing, that process of coming back to the truth of I am a creative being and that which I am called to be creating is a holy and sacred call and that I can be in trust of my desires. What? Now, uh, it's way easier to trust your desires if you have awareness and consciousness in your desires. A lot of us aren't, I know for me, it was a really big deal. It was a huge process of coming into my womb, coming into my, um, my, just my like whole root of myself, like coming into the tissues of my body and saying like, what are you saying to me? Because I have I'd spent so much time questioning or negotiating that information that it was leaking out. Right. So it's like my so it's like in the most simple, it's like in the most classic, simple way. It's like because I didn't give myself permission to be, you know, right now I'm having this experience of like being like I'm a solo poly free dancer. Like it's just me. And like this is what's happening. So which is like great. And you know what? I was that in high school, too. Only that involved like not ethically doing it, you know, and then feeling shitty about it because I was like, I I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Except like I did want to do it. So I did it anyway. And like, that's what we do. We like unethically steal on behalf of our desires because our desires are creative forces. And when we become transparent with our desires, then we can become ethically creative. It's really satisfying. It's really peacemaking, peacemaking, peacemaking. And it's also juicy and delicious and fun and satisfying and like mind-blowing. Like I'm having this experience of being like, wait, you actually into me like really just like this, you know? And I'm having that experience most with myself, like looking at myself in the mirror or like laying myself down to bed at night and being like, I do like you. I really like you. And you're like spider eyes and you're, you know, alters and you're, this is, I didn't finish the story, which is, well, you know, it's always, it's on a journey. You're on, you're on a journey with me. So the training gown, ground, this love, this passion, this like training program. And halfway through the program and listening to my desires, it wasn't anything other than this clear message as I would drop into listening to myself that just said, lay it down, cancel the training ground, just cancel it. And I was like, I'd, I've never tra- I've never canceled a program halfway through. Like, I can finish it. That's not a thing. Let me listen. How can I change? And I did. I took the time to, like, really look at me. Okay, so here are the, some of the things that are not working. Here are the things that are working. Is there a way that I could change the structure or the agreement or this or that or whatever? And it was so simple. It was, like, two or three days in a row. It was just like, yeah, this is so simple. And so then it just was once I got the clarity on that, then I took a few days to just listen to, okay, how do I do this with integrity and transparency and kindness for myself and everyone, right? And so go through the logistics of like scheduling and calling everybody and, you know, sitting down with my journal and saying like, okay, like this is really important. I want to feel steady in that moment. Like what am I saying? And writing out, like, what am I saying? Where did I come from? Like, I've searched my visions. I trust my clarity. Like, thank you for walking with me. Like, this is where we're going to go from here. And 
I took the time and energy to really ask for and see the completion taking place in a peaceful way. And what I can say is that I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful because what so much, it's like, okay, what so much of the medicine and the ceremony that we had been doing together was has been about trusting ourselves, allowing ourselves to need what we need, to want what we want, to ask for what we want, to step out of systems of obligation, to um, be in integrity and speak honestly. So it's like the result of all of the work, you know, it's like that place of being like ceremony works. It just works. It's powerful. Ritual is a powerful thing. And and I'm a different person now. I'm a different person and really having this experience. And I feel like I know you know what I'm talking about. I know you're feeling this too. I just, I just got that wave that I get where I'm like, I know you know. You're a different person than the one who made those decisions six months ago. different person. Like I having that moment of being like, yeah, I just, I just have, I just, it's different. And having this peace in me to not blame or judge or shame myself. I mean, I had moments for sure of embarrassment and frustration and disappointment. And overall, those came and went to this place of like, just gratitude, like just gratitude. It's okay to change it's okay to change agreements. Just do it with kindness, you know, just do it with transparency. Do it as soon as you know to do it. You know, that's, I mean, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I've been in. And, 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 and one of the biggest things about it is it's such a honing of like, you know, that little voice that I heard that I didn't want to hear that little thread of like control or pushing. And then just being like, you know, I heard that little thread of control or pushing and I don't regret what I did because all of what I did healed that in a way that now I'm not willing to control and push anywhere anymore. And I'm more willing than ever before, than ever before, to listen to that voice or that clarity early on because I know that it's right. <laughs> right? Like, you know that voice is right. You know that voice is right. It was right six months ago. It was right three years ago. It was right 30 years ago. When that voice said, this is what I want to do. This is who I am. This is what I am. This is what I love. And like, it's so gorgeous because at the core of it, this came in my practice this morning of just like, after all of these notions of like, what is my soul asking me to hear? What is my soul asking my like incarnated physical manifesting self to know and remember. And at the end of all of these things of like alignment and transmission and surrender and listening, it's, I want to be loved. 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 I want to be loving. I want to be loving. I just want to love the things I love. I want to love on the people I love. I want to love. I just want to love. And it's like, I want to be loved. I want to be loved on. I just said that twice. I really want to be loved on. <laughs> I'm really in the process of accepting how much I want to be wanted, right? Like we have so much programming around like it's not cool in such subtle and not subtle ways about not finding enjoyment in being um, desired or appreciated, we have so much modeling for deflecting and denying and um, that if you find pleasure in being um, found pleasurable, 
that somehow that's whatever, fill in the blank. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to go there. I'm forgetting it. I'm letting myself forget it. What I'm letting myself do is savor and appreciate that I do. I do. You know, like those trauma patterns of associating love with the trauma patterns of feeling abandoned or neglected or unknown or unheard, you know, you know, and for those of us who had really gorgeous and supportive and loving families who did see us, did hear us, did know us, did listen, um, you know, I had that. And I also had the dissociative trauma, illness, complication. And then, of course, I walked out of my house as well, in my house and out my house, all of those things, that all of us are healing that trauma. All of us are healing this collective sadness of being oppressed and hunted and currently being hunted. You know, it's like this understanding of like, you know, the lies that were told as kind of mainstream education told a lot of those of us that are adults now. I feel like it's it's slowly like shifting. It's building momentum in this process of what I would say kind of true education. Um, but like was really told the story of like back then when genocide happened, back then when silencing happened, back then when there were all this injustice. And it's like in our bodies, in our bones, it's like. We know it's happening. We know it's happening, you know, and now it's even more so. It's like we know it's happening. And so the sanity of just knowing it's happening, just being like, oh, okay. And so to associate, you know, the experience of being denied with being loved is an, is an unwell and understandable link or that we have to earn our keep by being emotionally responsible for other people. That is huge for caregivers, people that are built for empaths, for sensitives, for intuitives who can track and feel because nobody's it's like this overwhelming cultural experience of like nobody's getting taken care of. And so this feeling of being like, does nobody see what's happening? Does nobody know what's happening? I, I do. So I'll do it. Right. And there's like a, there's such ah, gorgeousness in that. You're beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for all the hours of listening and anticipating and working and mending. Thank you. It's it's not missed on me. Like, like you've done that. You have done that for years and years and years. You did that. You have done that. And the truth is, those skills will do it again. And yet this foundational place of like, I'm going to do it differently. I don't want to protect the abuser. I don't want to protect the abuser in me. I don't want to protect the abuser outside of me. I don't want to make justification. You know, that classic story of like, oh, don't be mad at them. They've had a rough day. They really do love you. That's like, really? Because they just cursed me out and threw something at me. So are you sure you want to link that as a love story? You know? And yeah, it's like, or your boss, right? This like, you know, this this normalization of 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 bullying, you know, it's like, and that inside me of just being like, I will not normalize it inside me anymore. Anytime it goes off, there's an alarm that goes off that goes like, hold up, something needs support that it doesn't have. I just was talking to someone last night and they told a story about their their boss at work. And I said, it sounds like that boss doesn't have the support they need at the level of leadership that they're having, that they're not getting it. And they were like, well, that support's there. And I said, oh, I'm not, I don't know this person. I don't know if they're available to receive that support. What I can hear is that they need support. And that's a different perspective than saying like that person's a fucking fuck up, right? Like that person's really messing up. But it's like, I have that sense of like, yeah, they are, but they're also using the skills that they have, 
right? Like this like classic uh, projecting one's own fear onto a bunch of other people or onto a, a lover or a partner or your kids or like someone who has to listen to you or someone who's, you know, agreed to listen to you. And then just like spilling all of the emotional baggage over. And then this is what I mean. It's like somebody does that and then somebody else like goes and takes care of the mess. I know you know what I'm talking about. Like I know you know what I'm talking about. And so what is it to no longer participate or support that kind of behavior and to stop in it in ourselves, like in myself, right? The micro macro inside, like in myself, if that starts to come up where I start to spill over to say like, hold up, what kind of support do you need right now? Because I'm not going to act like this is okay and we just do clean up after the fact and wait for it to happen again. I don't want to do it. And this is where I come back around to like, let it all fall away. Let it all fall away. Let the growth come forward and let all that other stuff fall away. Because the growth is there and the, the miracle is that we can just see things differently. We can feel them differently. We can just be compelled to make a different choice. We can be compelled to make a different choice. We can allow our soul to remember. We can trust our body's massive signals that are telling us whether something is on point or off point. You know, like we can really learn to do that. And that process of lowering the uh, uh, amnesia or lowering the numbness so that you can hear yourself, that's the work. Like, that's the work. That takes work. That takes effort. Like, you know, what I thought was my desire was my trauma patterns, right? Because I didn't feel my desire because it was enshrouded in protective patterns because it it was because that's what I knew, right? And so doing the work of uncovering myself to myself so that I could hear myself, so that I can act on behalf of myself, this. This is the thing. Let it all fall away. Let the spring new growth come forward. Let the spring new growth come forward. It's a call. I'm calling you. The sun, the wind, the rain of spring, like calling towards your seeds. Risk it. Risk it. Let it all fall away. Just let everything else, because it takes so much energy to change. It takes so much energy to change. And at the same time, it takes so much less energy. It takes so much less energy to be yourself than it does to control yourself all the time. That in-between space is risky and fear is a, is a mighty aggressive boss. So if fear is your boss, if fear is your boss, then like, good luck, my friends. If fear is your boss, it's time to get a new boss. Because the illusion is that you don't decide who your boss is because the boss decides who your boss is. But that is the illusion. The truth is you do. Because there is a you that's bigger than the boss and the worker bee. There is. And so you, your soul can can get in there if you're willing to do it, if you're willing to do it. And I say that with confidence because I've done, really, I say that with confidence. I say that with confidence because I've done it over and over. And more importantly, it's not just me. I'm not just so special. I have seen it. And again, I know you know what I'm talking about. You have done it. You have made the decision to no longer let this one part of you run your ship. 
And I'll tell you what, it did not work when I shamed or blamed or made myself the enemy or made that boss a, a, a problem. It didn't work. That just sent it underground and was more, 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 just more bull. It was just more pushing, right? To the you that I'm talking about is that, that part of you that just wants to love. Like love the shit out of that boss. Love that boss so much. Put that boss in a different seat because fear is not meant to be the boss. Fear is meant to be an informant. You hear me? Fear is meant to be an informant. Fear has a seat at the table. Fear gets a seat at the table. Fear gets a seat at the table. So just love fear so much. Love yourself so much that it gets to go where it belongs. It will be well there. This is, I mean, this is the great love story that I'm having with myself right now. The great love story of like, where does my desire go? Where my desire belongs, right? Like, where does my love go? Where my love belongs? Where does my fear go? Where does my anger go? This idea that I'm supposed to cast it out or to not have it or to, to send it away. I tried that. That literally made me crazy. Some of you know those stories. L- like, just take for me it's like you know when I go to tap back into that I'm like sometimes it's important to say it or to remember it or like let that come up and it's like I'm just gonna bless her again like waking myself up weeping just weeping all day throughout the day being with people as much as I could my mouth just like pouring stories out page after page in my page after page in my journal just being like I want my life to be mine I want my body to be mine I want my mind to be mine just like just the sense of physical pain searing through my body I mean looking for a mercy exit so I bless her because like when I went back and looked at those journals like she prayed hard She asked for help hard. And when help came, she let it help. That's how I got here. And help came and said, what are you doing kicking parts of your soul out of yourself? Let me show you another way. That's you. That's you. Let yourself come back home. Let's just learn a new way to be at home. Let's learn a new way to be at home. Where your fear and your anger get to share their information early on and you trust them. They say their piece and then they lean back in their chair because all is well. If nobody listens, then they got to get louder. They were just doing their job. grief oh did I try to silence the grief the more I tried to silence the grief the louder it got that is the mercy that's the kindness of my wisdom that is what I give thanks for now like other people I have so much compassion and and almost bewilderment of like people who can who have quieted and 
and been able to repress those things to a point of quietude on any level because it just got louder and louder in me, which I give thanks for because it was saying things like, <laughs> trust this body. It was saying things like, that's not love. It was saying things like, stop behaving that way. You're hurting yourself and other people. It was saying, stop acting like that's okay. That's hard on the planet. That's not care for this home. So grief. Grief that says, this is change. And change is holy. Let me hold holiness. Grief. Acknowledgement, like deep tenderness, gratitude, can hold change in a way that is so generous and so spacious because one of the things that grief does, thinking of letting it all fall away, is it, it is the energy of letting it go. It's, it is, it's the energy. It is the experience. Grief is like, I just can't. And what a holy mercy. What a sacred gift of just laying it down. To trust grief in me was to let the burdens be heavy, to let them be too heavy to carry. And when I let them be too heavy to carry, they sink through my body and being, and then I'm not carrying them anymore. Hollowing. What comes through that space? That carving. That coming and going is appreciation. Because we do let it go. Because we do let our beloveds, like I, uh, one of my beloveds, one of my beloveds called me the other day. <laughs> you listening? Freshman in college calls me almost two in the morning. They just hit a rabbit on the road. They're weeping. They are sad. They know this as a living being that had a heartbeat and awareness and senses. And now all of that has gone quiet. And I got to say there is no wrongness in a heartbeat stopping and a lungs stopping and the senses quieting what bodies do we form them they work the way they work and then one day they quiet it can be heartbreaking it can be devastating the form in which it happens can be a reflection of dysfunction and 
harm and soul ripping patterns. All of that can be true. And yet the most basic element of the stopping of the heart, the bag of bones going from warm to cool. And I got to tell her the story of when I hit a rabbit on the road. And when I sat down, I pulled over and I sat down with that rabbit and I said, I'm so sorry. And this grandfather spirit said, I just gave you my body. You have a medicine bag to make that was given to you over 27 generations back that you've been praying for for years. I just gave you my body. Do not apologize. Thank me. Thank me. And I did. I thanked that rabbit and I pulled that rabbit up. And that rabbit sat in my lap. And I felt the warmth of that body over hours, slowly, 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 the warmth of that body cool. There is no wrongness in letting it fall away. How we respond, how we navigate what we do, these, these are the places of real opportunity. These are powerful places of opportunity. I have the whole story of the medicine bag and that whole lineage piece. Um, I'll include the link in the show notes. It's a whole medicine story of the getting of the the whole that that just the rabbit on the the road is kind of the almost um, three quarters of the way through that medicine story. So I'll include that link if you want to go hear more about that journey of receiving and reclaiming ancestral practices and the experience that I had with this rabbit. So grief, so letting ourselves be tender, letting ourselves be changed, right? Letting ourselves be touched. This is the fulfillment of the desire or the calling to be loved and loving and loved on and loved with. It's, it's a prayer for connection. It's a longing for... It's a longing. It's like the... Then it's just like it's quiet in me. It's a longing for... truth, limitlessness, love, to ease the incarnated gift of separation, to ease the incarnated gift of separation. I want to share with you a poem I wrote many years ago. This is my God's song. Know me as I am known through always, all prayers, all plants, all tears. In form, I made and linger, and formless, 
is my starting point. Forget me, and I will not budge. Curse me, and I will write a melody to your heart's sad song, and in return send you all you ask for. This is my God's song. It came before the midnight hours, before the tipping point, before the waking hours, before the breaking point. It came when it all started, but truly the moment before when nothing birthed something to smile for. When nothing birthed something to smile for. And still the nothing births all that is new. The empty, the freedom, the darkness too. That light that formed form and waves that danced around. Out beyond waves and sound, that is where I am found. Mother of something, mother of all. Mothers of mothers and fathers, the lift and the fall. Then nothing birthed something, from something came all. This is my goddess's song. the frustration or the rage of spring, the energy, the pushing energy that breaks us through. When in uh, traditional Chinese medicine, the season, the sound is yelling, the element is wood, and the, um, the out of balance of that, of that energy is, is the frustration with the inability to be as we would like to be. And the balance of it is the discernment and uh, excitement of being as we would like to be. And grief and anger have a very special relationship, a partnership, because anger and frustration is, all, is, a, is an informant of what is not working, either in perspective or in action, and often in both. And grief is the partner of acknowledgement and the willingness to really, you know, be changed. And so they have this way often anger is sitting on top of a well of grief. And so as you, as you have the courage to let yourself be who you are, that's my invitation. Join me. Let us rise together. Truly. As you Give yourself the permission to be who you are and you let all that you've been that's not you fall away. And the feelings, whatever they are, the frustration, the anger, the grief, the gratitude, the bliss, the ecstasy, the laughter, have a love affair. Love, be in love. 
with yourself as much as you can. You'll find with practice, with a little bit of stepping out of anything other than that, and maybe you already know this and do this, and it's just a reminder that it's your nature to be in love with yourself. It takes very little, very little, once you start to tap into it. I love you. I bless you. I thank you for your years of work and your years of listening and your years of feeling and tending and feeling and hearing yourself and denying yourself and remembering yourself. Be well. I love you. And that's a wrap. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. <laughs> Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.